0: Welcome to the Wildlife Health Talks. I'm your host, Kat Fendel, and this is the 21st episode introducing WDA members and their amazing work all over the world. Today, we are taking you to the far south of this planet, to pristine Guafo Island off the coast of Chile. Guafo Island is a paradise for marine mammals like South American fur seals, humpback whales, sea otters, and orcas. But even remote Guafo Island hasn't been spared from the curse of modern civilization. Our guest, Dr. Diego Paredes Venegas, is a marine biologist with Guafo Island Science and studies the effects of macro and microplastic pollution on marine mammals and other marine vertebrates. Welcome to the show, Diego.
1: Thanks, Kat. Thanks, everyone who is hearing. I'm glad to be here. And I'm so excited to talk, talk about what we're doing in waffle Science and my passion. And this is my real home. And it's going to be cool to try to transmit this, this passion to, to you.
0: I'm very excited to learn more about for your work, for sure. So let's quickly talk some WDA questions. When did you actually join the WDA
1: it was in 2016, when I was in my second year in my PhD it was the Latin WDA conference in Colombia.
0: Nice. And what's your favorite WDA related experience?
1: My f- favorite experience was in that same year that my first time I was in these conferences because... It's funny. I'm a marine biologist. Of course, I'm going to start working on WAFO, I met a lot of veterinarians, especially the leader of our group, and I understood like you need multidisciplinary uh, colleagues to work in all your ideas, in all your researches. And I began to study in Ph- the PhD in medicine conservation medicine, and I start to study with a lot of veterinarians, a lot of new knowledge is like, it was so weird and difficult to me, like health, blood samples, uh, frothies and smears, I mean, in, in English, the, all that thing is so weird for me. And my friends in the PC told me, no, we have a conference in Colombia from the WVDA. It's going to be cool, go all together. And I said, okay, I'm working with plastics and pinnipets, like the plastic pollution. i you going to try. And my advisor in that moment was annoying, annoyed with me because he said, like, you're a marine biologist. Why are you going there? It's about health. Like, I'm a health rehabilitation, like, I don't know, necrops and stuff. And I was saying, no, it's okay. I want to learn. And of course, I meet a lot of people there. It was so fun. In, and in the finish of the conference, I won the posters <laughs> contest.
0: Oh, wow. Congrats. Was, That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Thanks. And it was amazing because for all the people there was so new what I was doing. Like, this is interesting because nobody's doing like this and of course i arrived chill again I told so my advisor and advisor changed all his mind like no that's amazing congrats it was a good idea like i was uh-huh. laughing in my brain like of course i told you <laughs> and you don't trust me <laughs> uh, and yeah and 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 then i understand like i need to learn about learn more about bed studies like how I can work with them, how I can improve my researches with these colleagues and friends who know something. I really don't know anything.
0: That's really awesome. I love that. This like journey of becoming part of something more disciplinary, right? Like that's the whole idea of this journey together. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Let's go back to Guafo Island please help me to paint a bit of a mental picture of the island like in preparation for this interview I googled a few pictures and it looks absolutely stunning but for our audience who can't see that right now what does Guafo Island actually looks like
1: as you said in the intro a paradise when I put my feet in the first time there and I fall in love like it's amazing Imagine in this globalized world, like you can go everywhere. You, everywhere where you go is going to be humans there, a population, a little town, a city or someone else is going to be there. But this is an island and it's very big for the South of Chile in the gates of Patagonia. And nobody built nothing there. It's only a lighthouse there nothing else just nature and we live there inside with the nature and you're going to find a big biodiversity like you said humbug whales orcas fur seals sea lions marine otters and you live with them and it's amazing you have a very big wood like nobody discovered this inside the wood like this forest, I mean, is, you know, you you can walk inside, and you find different paths, like the fishermen who work in the coastline, but inside, really inside the, the forest, nobody knows where it's there. And different places in the island, you need to walk for two days, just in the coastline, it's impossible to walk inside the island, and you want to find a big rockery a colony of four seals in the west and in the north you're going to find in the the way like white sands beaches like in the caribbean of course you're going to be very cold water because it's South pacific but from your eyes you're going to feel look uh, the same and then you're going to travel another place you're going to find w- little waterfalls i think it's a unknown unknown paradise that is mm-hmm. the the cool thing in that place. And it's so far away of, a, of of civilization. You need to take 10 hours of boat navigation, 10 hours from Quejon in Chile, the biggest island in Chile. And it's the only way. Maybe a helicopter with the Navy, but it's very far away.
0: That is awesome. That does sound like a paradise. How do you guys get around the island? Do you just walk or can you have like vehicles on the island or how does it work?
1: No, we need to walk. But the place we arrive is is in the dock of the Navy, the lighthouse. There is the 4 colony we study and um. we live there. We just live next door with the four-seals sometimes we are taking a sunbath because we are tired it's a free day because we need to rest of course and you saw a force walking close to you and it's scared with you like what are you doing here and with some them like is my home. That is so funny.
0: Sounds like you adjusted to the seal life quite, quite a bit. Like the seals love a good sunbath every now and then as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. How did you learn about the island since it's so remote and not many people go there to do research? How did you learn about the island for the very first time?
1: Ah, it's a funny story because I was a student in the moment and when I started to study marine biologists I wanted to work with fossil seals like in Nat, Nat geo documentary that was my goal when I was young but it's very difficult because I study marine biologists in Santiago in the capital city of Chile and we don't have any sea any water <laughs> very close of course not going to find sea lions fossils and I start to res- search papers about four seals like anything in Chile like what what are the people are doing how they work because that's what my first question like okay I'm going to work with four seals but what they do like they monitor them they capture them what happened with that of course thinking I was a a uh, student in that moment, a lot of things I don't know, but I start to read some papers and I start to send emails to the <laughs> the corresponding authors like, oh, I love your work. I want to work with you like that. Of course, a lot of the other researchers never uh, reply me <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, I don't have time for this. And in one moment I was talking with a friend in in a class. So, yeah, I found this paper about Waffle Island and said like they stay like three months monitoring and count animals and trying to understand the behavior of these animals. and I sent an email to to that uh, correspondent author it was uh, Dr. Hector Pavez. And my professor in that class he, he hear me talking about that and that's he was a new professor in that year in the university. And he told me, "You're talking about Hector. I know Hector. Hector is my friend." And I said, <laughs> <"Yeah>, "Really? <laughs> you're kidding me? No, no. Tell me about you, and I can talk with him. Every year, I need people to go to the island. Um, but you know, you're going to live in a tent, and there's rats <laughs> in the place you're going to live. Like you have the courage to work in there?" I said, "Of course, it's my it's, it's my dream." And then. He replied to me and they say, okay, you're going to be the volunteer of this year. That was in 2013, take your back and you're going to stay three months from December to March in the island. Take your tent and prepare to adventure. And then I go to Quellon, meet the people, meet our, our leader of the group, Dr. Mauricio Segel, And yeah, we take a boat. <laughs> 10 12 hours of of sealing and i meet the waffle
0: that's awesome very cool and obviously then you fell in love with it right
1: yeah it was all i was dreaming and then they told me how to capture and take samples on four seals and how to monitor them i was sitting there hours looking them with my binoculars looking how they they behave how mothers take care of the pups how pups take milk how pups play each other how they have a special social structure and then take samples and mauricio teach me how to take blood and understand he told me about his phd research and like how he wants to understand the health of the parasite cycles and all of that for me was okay this is all new this is all amazing and that is the way to work with sea lion full sea marine mammals you need to work with you need to work with ecologists biologists Yeah,
0: very cool. Let's talk a bit about your project, about the macro and microplastics. So you study the pollution and the effect of those plastics on marine mammals and other marine vertebrates. Um, But before we start getting into your actual project, please remind us how are microplastics and macroplastics defined, just so we can follow along later.
1: Yeah, micro is less than five millimeters, and macro is more than five centimeters. Between micro and macro, you can find mesoplastics. But it does can the range, maybe change a little bit in different studies, but that is the whole idea. The to have microplastics is when the macroplastics with waves, wind, sun, like radiation of the sun, start to, degradate, like make little fragments of microplastic and then release to the oceans like five years or more. But recently for science, we start to work in like global scientists in microfibers, like they have the size of micro or nanoplastics, but they are kind of kind different because microfibers are little plastics or Materials with plastic associated with plastic uh, components and are mostly for the cloth. And when you're cleaning your clothes in your laundry and your washing machine, they release little pieces of these microfibers and go to the go in the water, to the sewers, go to the rivers, and go to the sea. And even these microfibers can float in the air. And it's a lot of new papers that talk about that. Like, you can take an air sample of the air; you're going to find microfibers. Like we even we mm. can breathe. That is another kind of microplastic we are studying.
0: If the fur seals ingest microplastics with their diets, would has your research shown what can be the side effects of those ingested microplastics?
1: We still don't know. What is the problem with the plastics in the health of the pinnipets? We are still trying to figure out but it's difficult. And we have different theories about what kind of toxins or pollutants are associated with plastic, like pops, like maybe heavy metals. But we still don't know what is the real effect on the health in marine mammals with ingest microplastics.
0: You have also done research on the effects of microplastics in other species, right? Like fish, for example. Did you find more evidence in those? What the potential consequences may be?
1: Yeah, fish, we made experiments with microplastics. First, we found different types of microplastics and different colors for different species. And we can understand that fishes confuse the prey by the color. They say, oh, that is blue, Is my prey. And oh, now it's blue plastic. Get stuck in the intestines. Mm. And then yeah. they start to make a problem with the animal. The animal starts to eat less, have a weird behavior. And in the study, they make a ball of plastic inside the intestine. What is happening in the immune competence? We don't know yet.
0: Right. So that sounds like there's so much work ahead of you. So you just started, right, in this whole yeah. giant field.
1: Yeah, of course. I want to know about that. I'm trying to figure out how to understand the immunocompetence against plastics.
0: When you say you collected the feces, then did you actually find microplastics in the feces of the fur seals?
1: Yeah, I, I start to find Microplastic in the feces of the forces in the yeah. quantity is different for different species.
0: I assume the Chilean government has put some measures in place to tackle the issue of plastic pollution. Do you want to talk a bit more about that? What are the measures there in terms of legislation?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of uh, researchers here in Chile who work in plastic pollution uh, issue. We advance a lot. In the recent years, for example, they're forbidden to use plastic bags in markets and that was a very good uh, improve for our government. And if we are, we create a research network from Chilean scientists who work with plastic pollution, we call ourselves splash and scientists for plastic pollution network from Chile, and we are trying to do sometimes different uh, workshops to try to talk with each other about the problems with the population. Now we are talking with the government, like a, a scientific group, like what is the problem, what are discoveries and try to get them the knowledge to take good decisions.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Tell me a little bit about your vision and your group's vision for your research and the research station at Guafo Island. So, you have worked there for a few years now, but there is so much more to come. Like, what is your vision? What would you like the island and um, the research station to become?
1: Yes, we have a, a very big dream for. Wafo Island Science. I'm working there in the island for 10 years right now and our leader eh, is start going to Waffle 20 years ago. We have a lot of time in our bodies and it's cool because in the beginning we start working on the island in our tents with all that bad weather because in the south of Chile, even in summer, you have strong rains, The a lot of days, strong winds. And as I'll tell you, we are the neighbors next door to the the seals. We live in the tent in the beginning, even fighting with rats, <laughs> even fighting with weather. And slowly we're then living in a storage that the navy, the 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 people on the, the lighthouse forget because they don't need it anymore, and we put our tents down inside the roof, and try to continue our research. But in the beginning, our lab samples we needed to do it in the lighthouse, and the lighthouse was is forty minutes walking up in the heat in a mountain. And imagine try to capture full seals, take the roll samples, and then say, okay, this night we need to go up, take work in the lab there, because it's not a lab, it's another storage with electricity. We can put a microscope and, and other things, and try to walk there and then go back again to our tent. Mm. <laughs> and there two years ago, we built our research station called Dr. Roberto Schlatter research station, and in honor to the first researcher veterinarian who made the first projects to go to Wafu Island, like the first scientist to said, okay, Wafu Island is a new place. Nobody working there. We need to go to that place. And the school because we build this place with our bare hands, with Felipe Montalva is the other marine village of the crew. We get an architect who is making his thesis with us in this research station, and two builders get all the material in Chile in pandemic times and put that in the boat, like 20 tons of material, wood, rock, concrete anything you need, like nails, everything, and put that in the island. Sounds easy, but no, because you need to carry all that weight (laughs) with your shoulders. And then we build a research station. Now we can do so much better. Now we have our research lab there. We can try to understand what happened with blood in the same place we are living. Now we live in beds and it's a very huge improvement. And our dream is to make a bigger place, like a little Galapagos in Chile, or maybe like some research place in Antarctica. People in the world want to work in, in Wafo, that is the goal. And we can invite them, students researchers to go there help us to improve our science our knowledge that is the goal like be the another galapagos in the world another antarctica in the world Hmm. but of course that is the future we're still working on that
0: That is really awesome and I really admire all the energy and the passion you have put into this because I feel like when you talked about how you guys started building this research station with all the tons of material, I think that is very impressive and um, I'm sure that you didn't have the funding to make it all nice and comfortable and like you had to basically carry it all to the place where it was meant to be built, right? It's just incredible all that effort you put into it. Thanks so much for sharing all the stories about your work and the passion you feel about this project and about the island. I'm really impressed, and I just love to hear about the stories and this journey you you and your colleagues have been going through. And I find that very inspirational. So thanks so much, Diego, for being my guest on the show.
1: Thanks for inviting me and. Thanks for all for hearing. And if you want to learn more, find our social media and website, wafoailandscience.com and science on Instagram. And anything you need, ask us uh, for us, any question. If you want to work with us, please write us.
0: That sounds good. And I will put all the links and the social media handles in the description of this episode so people can click on it and then get in touch with you. Thanks so much for listening to the Wildlife Health Talks. We will be back with a new story in two weeks. Bye for now.